up next our annual mower maintenance episode. But not just with the handy guys, we're bringing in the experts. Welcome to the Handy Guys Podcast, a podcast for handy guys from handy guys. Here are the handy guys themselves, Brian and Paul. All right, Brian, today we are going to bring in an expert from John Deere. That's right. And he is uh, uh, going to tell us, hopefully, about the relationship between mower maintenance and also, you know, good quality lawn. That's right. So maintaining your mower and the things you can do to have an optimal lawn. All right, let's get him on the line. Okay, so we have Mike Ballou with us, and he is with John Deere. He's the riding mower uh, equipment manager, and he's going to talk to us about both maintenance and lawn care and how they relate and how we have a nice lawn. Thanks for being with us this week, Mike. Hey, not a problem. Thanks for inviting me on. I I uh, certainly enjoy your show. So, <laughs> not a great topic. So, you know, yeah. where do you want to start? Well, it's the time of year, and uh, perhaps I think you're calling in. You're calling from North Carolina, so it might be a little late for you. But for 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 us in Pennsylvania, this is when we have to seriously begin thinking. Um, hopefully, you've already laid down some fertilizer, but we need to think about making sure that lawnmower is working optimally and uh, how we can best have a, a, a solid lawn throughout the season. Right. You know, it, it's so important, and it's, it's, this is a time of year, season for you at least, hasn't hit quite yet. Take the time, take, a, take two hours, and go through your mower. Change the oil, sharpen your blades, change your air filter, put a new spark plug in it. It's amazing how quick and easy this stuff is to do. And it makes such a difference in the longevity of the mower. And then if you spend another 30 minutes on the mower itself, you grease your axles, you'll go through and sharpen your blades, you clean the underside of the deck out. Um, these are all things that do um, only positives for your yard and, and how it looks. Uh, just for an example, cleaning the underside of your deck helps with the vacuum and the suction of the mower deck and also the discharge. So sure. by doing these type things, only thing you're doing is improving uh, how your lawn looks at the end. So what do you recommend for mowing height? And does that change during the season or is there, there one optimal setting? Does it depend on where you live? Well, it's, um, I'm from Florida. I grew up down in Florida. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina now. And you know, you have different types of grasses in different locations. I actually used to live in Pennsylvania, right outside of Allentown. And throughout all of that, I've always tried to mow my grass as tall as I can uh, for a few reasons. You, you have the ability to crowd out your weeds because your, your grass will grow thicker. Um, also, by growing your grass tall, your, your roots go deeper in the soil, which help to shade against uh, the sun in the summertime. And also, um, sometimes when the water table gets a little lower, deeper roots will be able to still feed off the water that's still in the soil. So how do you determine? I mean, is, should we generally be setting our mowers on one of the highest settings then? I would, I would say yes. It's another thing a lot of people don't think about is the mower blade mm -hmm. and the damage it takes when we mow low. Um, I, in fact, I, I flew out of Florida today where I was down, we have a test facility down there and the sand down in Florida, especially if you mow your grass low, 
it it no matter what mower we're talking about, what brand out there, the sand is so abrasive it'll just eat away at the mower blade and the deck. By raising your height, you're doing nothing but helping the mower and the grass. You have less chance of running over a root in your yard or a pipe. Um, all these things do just just great things for for everything involved within your yard. So. In talking about the blade, how often in a season would a typical homeowner want to sharpen their blade, and why is that important? Well, it's um, what I always recommend, and it's a simple rule, is have two blades, or a spare set, I should say, if you have a walk-behind mower or a riding mower. If you have two sets, you have the ability to drop a set off at the dealership if you want them to sharpen it for you. Um, and then you have a bullet, you always have a sharp set to have for your mower. So by doing that, sometimes the dealers can't get to sharpening the blades right away. And this way you can still mow your grass. You're not sitting there uh, helpless while the dealer, uh, while you're waiting on the dealer to sharpen. So the advantage is it's more efficient. It's going to cut cleaner. It also prevents tearing of the grass, which that's where a lot, a lot of the time disease will enter the grass is where the, the blade of the grass is actually not cut, but ripped when the, the mower blade comes around. Right. And I've, I've seen that when you look at that grass up close, you have brown edges on the grass where it's been torn. Exactly. Yeah. It's a ragged, uh, uh, more than a, uh, a surgical type cut if you keep your blade sharp. And, you know, you can sharpen your blades yourself. I recommend taking them to a dealer and letting them do it because besides just sharpening them, you also want to balance your blade to make sure it's um, even in weight on both ends. The advantage there is you have less vibration, and then it also takes away some of the extra wear that's caused by that on your spindles. Exactly, Mike. And and for our listeners, we're talking with uh, Mike Ballou from John Deere. And Mike, we have we actually did a um, a video on that where we show not only different techniques for sharpening it, but also how to balance that very easily and the importance of that. So our listeners can uh, go to the website and search for that and check it out. Now, when we did the video, it was for a walk behind mower with a single blade and twenty one inch mower, something like that. Pretty simple to get the blades off, but I imagine with a riding mower, it's a completely different story. Well, you're right in that, you know, with a riding mower, it's not as simple as tipping your your uh, uh, walk-behind mower on the side to, to take the blades off. Um, what we try to do with John Deere is we try to make the decks easy enough that you can disconnect, and we can actually disconnect ours without any tools, uh, less than a minute, and pull it out. Then the deck is pretty easy to flip on its side, and then you do need a brace to uh, uh, hold your blade still while you while you take your nut off. Sure. Yeah, we showed that too. We I, I use a, uh, a C clamp uh, against mm-hmm. the deck, and that that stop blocks the blade, so you can get it off nice and easy. Okay. Well, well and the other part about it is it's safe, right? You exactly. don't have to worry about trying to take your hand up there and hold that blade right. with a sharp edge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've seen people do some crazy things, like <laughs> trying to wedge up their foot up there and yeah. stop it and everything. And, you know, the, the smartest way is exactly what you're doing is take a C-clamp 
and mount it in there to where we know we have a positive stop. And it, it actually makes it so much easier to take the blade off. Sure. Yeah. Well, how about... Sorry, Paul, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll I was, edit that out. Uh, that's okay. So uh, you, you mentioned it's about a minute. So is it uh, just a matter of uh, removing pins or, or whatever what, to get the deck off on your riding right. mowers? Uh, what we have is we have uh, uh, an arm on each side in the rear that controls the, the raising and lowering of the deck. Mm -hmm. So what you do there is there's a pin, you're exactly correct, where you pull one of those out on each side, and then there's also a pin in the front that you disconnect. And then on some of our mowers, we even have our, on our caster wheels, um, we have the ability to swivel them, which makes it a lot easier to pull your deck in and out. Um, let's talk about that for a moment, too. What a lot of people don't realize is on most mower decks, and I'm talking about riding lawn equipment decks, you have what we call gauge wheels on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And... What those are for is they actually help you if your lawn isn't perfectly flat and you happen to be mowing, and let's just take, for an example, a ditch. Mm. When that mower deck uh, tilts to one side or the other, what can happen if your gauge wheels aren't set correctly is you can scalp that area of your yard. And, you know, over time, if you continue to do this, you're going to end up with a bare spot instead of grass. So... One of the easiest things to do to solve this issue is to set your gauge wheels. So what I always try to talk to people about there is pull your tractor in your garage, set it on a flat piece of concrete, lower the deck to the height of, that you want to mow at, and then with your gauge wheels, you lower them down till right before they're touching. So they're not actually touching the concrete, but as close as you can get them to that point without them actually touching. Then when you mow, when that deck comes along, and let's go back to the ditch example again, that the, um, the caster wheel will actually catch the deck before it has a chance to go low enough to scalp, and then you, you actually can have a uh, much better chance of walking away with your yard totally mowed without any scalp spots in your yard. Those wheels have saved me on many occasions. <laughs> I've looked down and thought, oh no, I'm going to scalp this. And then I see those wheels just doing exactly what you said, keeping that deck at a more level uh, manner, keeping it level so that it's not scalping. And it, they work great. Yeah, and you know, it's one of the easiest things to do. It's Now, if you change your height of cuts throughout the year, which we'll, let's talk about that in a second. Then you need to also change your, your gauge wheel height of cut again too. But in the fall, that's about the only time mm -hmm. that I'll really take my grass down low. And that's usually the time of the year right before I'm going to go and, and um, rent an aerator, bring it out and go through and aerate my yard. So at that point, I want to take my grass down about as low as I can Otherwise, I, I maintain my grass between three to four inches, just trying to, to make sure everything's level and, and looking nice. You know, it's one of the things I'll talk about is when I lived in Pennsylvania, actually, my yard looked the best when I mowed at three and a half inches. And I have the ability to mow anywhere in quarter inch increments from really two inches up to four. Mm -hmm. And at three and a half was where, just for my yard, it's where the grass looked the best after I finished mowing. Um, you know, another tip is 
don't mow the same direction every time. Right. So go back and, you know, mow vertical one way or one time and then mow horizontal another. It, the grass doesn't have a chance to begin to adapt to the way that you mow. And you'll end up with a cleaner cut and the yard will actually look better over a longer period of time. I have a question that uh, uh, it's kind of, it may seem like a silly question, but there's numbers on every mower. They'll have a number for the measurements, one, two, three, four, or five, or something like that. Right. And a John Deere is the same. Yeah, it's one do, through four, two through yeah. four, something like that. Do those numbers correspond to inches? Or are they no. just increments to show They're you higher and lower? Right. <laughs> right. I've had and, and so it's what I always say is go for the high. You right. know what? Stick it, stick it as close to the high as you can and let the yard adapt to it. And when you it, say you mow at, say, three and a half inches or four inches, do you mean that when the, the mower is sitting on concrete that the deck is that many inches from the, the concrete or... What? Not what exa- the deck, but the blade. The blade. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So it's my uh, my point is mow whatever your mower has on it for increments. Mow it as one of the highest spots that you can. Yeah, because in I, the long run, you, you're the you're just the best thing you can do. Because I know a lot of people out there, their new homeowners are getting their first power mower or whatever. I don't want them to think, oh, I've set it on three. That means three inches. Four means four inches. A lot of times, you set it on the highest level that that mower has, or maybe a notch below, or something like that. For many areas. exactly, yeah. exactly. What I usually do is I'll mow at one notch below, and then. When I go on vacation, and let's say I'm gone for a week or a week and a half, especially in the springtime, that's when that grass is going growing crazy, and it's and it's actually you know I can't go a full week right now without mowing. And sure. the the rule that we use is never take more than a third of the blade off at a ah, time. Great tip, yeah. So you know we just it's um, you know you have different ways to mow. You can bag, you can side discharge, or you can mulch. Mm-hmm. You know, mulching uh, is great. Mulching is probably one of the best things you can do for your lawn because you literally give it a another dose of fertilization with all the nitrogen that uh, the blade and uh, the moisture that's actually uh, sit back in there, sent back into the soil. Sure. But the, the trouble with mulching is you have to stay on top of your grass. You can't get it too long or you'll never be able to mow. Yeah. So it's when I, when I set my mower, as I said, I don't put it all the way on the top setting, mainly for the reason that when I come back from vacation, I have the ability to raise my mower one more notch and then not take as much off. Can you comment on the, uh, the myth <laughs> that uh, mulching or side discharging causes thatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know we've heard that for years, and it really doesn't. I mean, there are ways that you can, if you mow too much and you're trying to mulch and you're leaving these huge clippings on your lawn or clumps, that's not good either. You're gonna you're gonna end up with a dead spot because that that just clump of grass is gonna sit there on top of your grass. And literally suffocate it. No different than any, if, no different than if you leave a sneaker out on the grass for. Oh, you're <laughs> a exactly <weeks>. right. <laughs> so it's you know it, it's it's all about the maintaining, and it's all about how the yard looks at the end. It, it's 
But one of the funny things we always talk about is most customers, when they rate how they their mower does, it's the absence of negatives. It's the absence of big clumps in their yard. It's the absence of scalp spots. Mm-hmm. It's what everybody is after is just the clean, the 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 clean manicured look of what what you would find at a golf course. Sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm working on that. I <laughs> I'm I'm mowing a fair amount of weeds from time to time, but uh, I'll get there. We're going to do a whole other show on seeds and and uh, that kind of stuff. The, but. the only thing that I my concern is though that at the golf course more than likely they're using a ton of chemicals. <laughs> and, oh, yes. And I would hope that, you know, the homeowner, uh, you would hope, you know, that you, you don't want to necessarily strive for that perfect – you need to, ex- I guess, accept something less, <laughs> hopefully, and, and, and you won't have to use so many. Right, <laughs> so exactly. It's, and once again, the higher you mow, mm-hmm. the more you can choke out the right. weeds. Exactly. So yeah. everything we're talking about is exactly what you're after. Right. If if you want the, the low chemical style lawn, then yes, this is even more of a reason. Yeah. You know, and back that up with a practice of mulching in that, you know, you're putting an extra fertilization back in your yard. So you're doing everything that you can for the benefit of the soil and the benefit of the grass. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's also quicker, right? So with a bagger, <laughs> right. you've always got to stop and empty your bagger or figure out, you know, where in my yard am I going to dump this this pile of grass? When you're mulching, that's probably the quickest way from the standpoint of you don't have to worry about any grass coming out the side or the rear. So everything's stuck under the deck, so you never have to worry about blowing grass into your flower beds or blowing it on the sidewalk. Yeah. So... It's the quickest way to mow, but my caveat on that is you have to mow more often if you're going to mulch. Now, the other thing you can do on mulching is, and I had one of my old engineers taught me this trick a long, long time ago, and it's, it's absolutely true, and I, I didn't believe it until I had to try it, but if you try to take too much off when you're mulching, you'll always end up with a bunch of clippings and clumps in your yard. Just as soon as you see that, you know what, this is not going to work, I'm I'm taking too much off, raise your mower height up just one notch. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the difference, how that mower changes from the standpoint of the quality of the cut. The other thing I'll mention there is most manufacturers also develop specific blades to go along with the application at hand. So let's talk about mulching for a yeah. second. There's special mulch blades that you can get for your mower that will do an optimal job, the best job possible in mulching. So if that's what you're going to do and that's what you're going to do all the time, then I recommend going out, spending the additional money because in the long run, you'll be happier with your quality of cut. If you bag all the time, same thing. There's uh, special blades for bagging, which are high vacuum, really suck the grass and the leaves up and throw it into the bagger. So you can specialize and tailor your mower to better suit your yard, depending upon, you know, what application you're doing. And then, you know, just knowing that you have these other options 
to uh, further optimize your, your, your lawn. So if I understand it correctly, with the typical blades that would come with a mower, if you're doing a side discharge, you still have the benefits of mulching, but perhaps you don't have as much efficiency perhaps in the blades, you know, as if you were to buy mulching blades and, and how it breaks exactly. down the material. Okay. So, exactly. So, and it's the same thing. The, and we'll just take the John Deere's for example. John Deere right now comes with a three-in-one blade. They do a very good job of mulching, bagging, and side discharge. However, if you want the best, then you buy the blades just for mulching. And if you mulch all the time, that's what I would recommend. If you bag all the time, I'd recommend going to the high back um, bagging blades. They make a difference in the quality of cut. And it depends on what the consumer wants to do within their yard. And, you know, uh, bagging, for example, it's so hard to get rid of clippings these days. I mean, there's actually counties and townships that have uh, uh, outlawed grass clippings to be put in, into the uh, into the landfills. It's, it's funny you mention that because, um, yeah, we I live in a, a newer community that has homeowner association rules and all these other sorts of things, and, and there's a few people that insist on bagging, and then they were dumping their stuff in common areas, and of course some of the neighbors didn't like that, and um, I've always just composted partly because I'm lazy and I don't mind the grass clippings, and partly, uh, probably mostly because I think it does benefit the lawn. And, uh, and I'm also doing some composting on the side. And I found, you know, if you bag, it's great. You can compost some of that, but you get way too much, right? You, you have good compost. You just have too much green material typically. But if you um, mulch and you do on occasions get a little bit, uh, have some clumps, I just rake it up and throw it in the composter. It's a perfect amount. Exactly. So, you know. Exactly. And, it, you know, and, and there's so many advantages of mulching in that you never have to worry about, you know, with a side discharge, I see people sometimes lifting up their discharge chute yeah. and, and creating what they think is a better stream of grass coming out the side. Well, the problem with that is, you know, a rock, let's take that for example, if it comes out of the mower deck, it's moving at over 100 miles an hour. Uh. And unfortunately... There are instances of people really getting hurt um, and or windows broken. And yeah. just, it's, you know, it's, to me, it's not worth it. It's leave the mower chute down the way it's supposed to be, and it's there for a reason. It's there for safety. And, you know, there, there's too many accidents that happen while mowing that, that could be prevented if people just take the time and pay attention to what they're doing and, you know, probably one of the best tips there I can tell you is make sure the kids are, are not outside. Keep them in the house. And, you know, pets also. Don't let them out there. It's um, these things, uh, they're out there to mow the grass. And it just it, you take a lot of your time and a lot of your concentration to do it right. And just you don't want to have any any bad things happening to anyone in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, brought a good point up. I hadn't even thought about the discharge shoots, and I didn't realize. I guess some people think that somehow they're spreading more grass by lifting it or something. But yeah, that's that could be dangerous. Well, and let me ask you a specific question then about one of your products. So you've got the uh, a basic entry level rider like the LA one fifteen. I think you you have a new model now, but that's a couple years old, and it's side discharge. So. 
when you want to mulch with that, is there some type of a plug or a mulch kit that goes with that? Or do you just uh, go with what, what you've got? Well, no, exactly. Great question. With And let's just talk about that machine right there. The the new model would be a D110, but in, in essence, you're still talking about a riding lawn tractor with a 42-inch deck. Yep. So when you want to mulch, we have two options for you. The first one is roughly $39, and it's a mulch cover. And so what that is, it's a piece of plastic that is molded to exactly fit the side of the mower deck, the discharge. And it goes in that hole right there and is attached. And then all your grass clippings will stay underneath. We also have, on top of that even, we have what we've called a, a full mulch kit. And what that is, that will come, if you think about a regular walk behind mower, it is one blade underneath and it just mulches within that area right there. Well, that's what we do with the 42-inch deck with the full mulch kit. With that, we actually create two cutting chambers underneath the deck. So the grass isn't shared in between the two blades. They have specific chambers where the grass is cut finer and then dropped right back into the soil. Okay, well that's that's good to know because I've been using one of those uh, one of those tractors, and I just side discharge and I leave the clippings on the lawn and they they break down you know within uh, you know I don't even notice them so within a day it seems or at least they're down in where you can't see them I'm not leaving big piles on the grass or on the surface of the lawn, but uh, I'll have to look into one of those mulch kits that may even be better. Yeah, it's a, you know it's a great um, it's a great option and. Just as long as you can stay on top of your grass, you're, you'll end up with nicer, thicker grass over time. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we have. Paul, do you have any last uh, questions? No, that's been uh, helpful. Thanks. Uh, it's nice to get it right from, I uh, hate to say it, but the horse's mouth, as they say, <laughs> get, getting this information going right to uh, you know the product manager at uh, John Deere for the power riding mowers and uh, knowing exactly how we can, you know, mow and use the various accessories for right, mower. and use the equipment we have properly because yeah. if we don't maintain it we don't use it correctly then we're not going to get the optimal lawn that we want we right might- and it's the, the maintaining is the most important part if you keep it up if you take one or two hours a year it can just extend the life of your mower and it's just so important but you know thank you guys so much for letting me come on the show i, I certainly appreciate it if you ever have any questions, please give me a call. All right. Well, thank you, Mike Ballou from John Deere. Thanks so much. Right. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That's all we got this time on The Handy Guys. We thank Mike for coming on this episode on mower maintenance. And, of course, you can always find out more about The Handy Guys. Ask us questions. You can go where, Brian? www.handyguyspodcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter where, Brian? At Handy Guys. At Handy Guys. Okay. That's all. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back hopefully next week with another episode. Thanks. See you. Bye. The Handy Guys will be back next week. Same handy time, same handy website.